Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. This episode is brought to you by my deep, powerful, and private six-month one-to-one process where you unveil from everything that's holding you back from being and feeling more. Through my unwavering support and personalized guidance, you will finally become the fully expressed, sovereign, and integrated woman you know you can be. Hello, and welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we have a very transformed guest. Her name is Shay Vincent. Now, normally I do an introduction for my guests, but Shay is someone special. We've worked together for almost six months in a deep one-to-one process, and I feel like it would be really empowering if you, Shay, introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you, Lauren. Um, So I think there's a few things that describe me or explain who I am. So I'm a women's health physio by trade. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a solo parent to a beautiful four-year-old Felix. And as I've learned, I'm a social introvert and proud (laughs) of it. (laughs) Does that wrap me up? (laughs) Yeah, well, I think there's so much more, but that the conversation will reveal that. Yeah. So look, yeah. there's so much more to you than that, Shay. But yes, yes, that is <laughs> like a good little elevator pitch for you. <laughs> a social introvert. Yes. Join the club. In fact, I feel like I'm also I'm almost like creating a club of my one-to-one clients that are all social introverts. Yeah. <laughs> like a and track that has been one of the most um, empowering things to learn about myself um, over the last six months. So I'm very grateful to you for that. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a game changer, isn't it? When you navigate, can navigate your energy and how you socialise and how you move through the world and your interactions with people in a more yes. precise way. Absolutely. Yes. And it explains so much and it just, yeah, it gives you permission to be yourself and not, yeah, compare yourself to others and um, believe you've got to be a certain way. Yes. Mm. And on that note, that was part of, I had the joy of rereading, going back to the very beginning and rereading our first call together and what we talked about. And that's exactly what you wanted that was well, it was a big motivator for what you wanted out of us working together was to really uh, refine who you are and what you stand for and give yourself permission for all of the decisions in your life. Can you cast your mind back to that call and remember how you were feeling and what it was that was nudging you to step forward and say yes to yourself? Yeah, I I remember it really distinctly, actually. And I think at the time, I I was in a stage of my life and in a position where I thought, if I'm ever going to 
rebrand Shea Vincent, now's the time. Um, so going into a new workspace, not being in a relationship, being in lockdown, I kind of envisioned that I would, yeah, give myself the opportunity to go, right, who do you actually want to be? What energy do you want to have? And then almost like a butterfly blossom out of lockdown into my new job, um, future relationships as that person that I wanted to be. Um, so that was one reason I think that really kind of tips me over the edge in, in doing this and going through this process. Um, and I remember when you asked me about what I was hoping to see change over the course of my life or improve by working together, um, I remember saying to you, I don't want anything to change. And I was really, um, and now I laugh because I go, oh, yeah, you knew so little. Um, but I said, I'm really content with my life. Um, mm-hmm. We have a beautiful home. I've got a beautiful family. Um, and now I know that content, being content is not a, necessarily a positive thing and that I just wanted to experience my life in a far different way to what I had been. Um, and that definitely has occurred, but I think I've got so much more out of it, not just, yeah, how I go through life and how I experience life as it is. Mm. And I remember that moment because I wrote the words down verbatim. You said, because I said, how would this change your life? And you just said, like, straight off the bat, you were like, I don't want my life to change, but I do want to change how I experience my life. And I was just like, wow, that is so powerful. And and I think so many women need to know that, that you don't necessarily have to change a lot with how your life looks, it's about how your life feels and how you experience and interact with and respond to what happens in your life. Um, do you have any more to say about that and what you've learnt about yourself through that aspect of the work? Yeah, I think I think what I, I meant by that comment was that I have all the pieces of the puzzle to what my life, what I want it to look like, um, and it, it just energetically, I think I wasn't feeling the way that I wanted to feel. And it, the, the pieces were very segregated and there wasn't a lot of overlap um, and flow. And mm. flow is now my new favourite word. And yeah. I think now that the pieces of my life, they're still as they were six months ago, um, a bit has changed, but it's definitely, yeah, how I'm kind of flowing between each of them and incorporating each of them into one another that has shifted the most. Wow. Okay. So what are your new favourite words or concepts? Like what what has really, I would love to know what's really stuck with you over the last um, over the last six months, what's really hit home and come through and been integrated into your life? So the first two words um, would be more and and then an analogy that you use. So I'm saying that now because I'll no doubt um, forget them, but more is where it all started. And I remember listening to one of your um, online webinars that you held and it was all about wanting more and giving ourselves permission to want more. And I think that's where 
I was in this state of contentment and going, I have everything that anybody would ever want, be happy with it. Um, And all of a sudden I had this idea and the seed planted that I can actually ask for more and I can strive for more and I can be grateful for what I've got but mm. desire and um and allow myself to yeah desire things and strive for for bigger and better and so forth so that's where it kind of started the word and has been really instrumental <laughs> <laughs> <Love laughs> in this yes love and and just that one thing doesn't have to necessarily define you and your actions and you can feel one thing and feel another simultaneously and, um, yeah, and it has replaced but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I feel such and such but, blah, 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 and it's like, no, no, I can feel such and such and also, um, yeah, feel gratitude or strive for more or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. So they've been just massive game changes in how I perceive myself and also, um, yeah, kind of my outlook on life. And the the analogy was when I think our first session, you described me as an ice block and the fact that this process mm. would, um, that I needed to defrost and mm-hmm. thaw out before I could warm up. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you said that, I was really... I was really annoyed. I was like, bloody <laughs> hell, like, I don't want to defrost. Just heat me up, baby. Let's go. <laughs> but reflecting on the last six months, I think that defrosting stage is what has given me the most and the warm-up has kind of come as a flow-on effect. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. and that was the easy part. Warming up is easy but yes, challenging. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. full body goosebumps. Yes, yes, yes. And I know that that it can feel, you can just feel so despondent. It's like, oh, but I'm here to like get hot and turn on and just I feel it all. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to clear out. We have to defrost. We have to, you know, thaw out yeah. energetically so that you can then do the warm-up part. And you're at your bang on shade. The, the warm-up, turn-on, heat-up part is not the challenging part it's the defrosting part so if you can Mm. move through that you can get to the other side and feel um all the good stuff keep avoiding the thaw out part and you're gonna feel like you're on a loop I don't know if there's yeah yeah I don't know if there's like if there's any more nuance to that that you want to share yeah I think when it was about six weeks ago, I voiced to you, my biggest fear was to fall back to old habits. And mm. that this, um, upon completion of our mentoring sessions, that it would kind of just naturally gravitate to what it was. And yeah, you reassured me that because of the length of process and that thawing out that these habits are ingrained in me. Yeah, And since then, I've really noticed that I'm able to yeah shift my energy or my thoughts or um, change the outcome of a scenario that would otherwise just kind of snowball and it's because of that thawing out that I can do that um, so as challenging or as frustrating as it was at times I think that's the part of the six months I'm most grateful for yeah 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 
Yeah, yeah. and it really came through. Um, for anyone listening, private messaging support is a part of the process, and it really came through in some of the messages that you sent me, where it was where you'd said you had a challenging situation in front of you. It was interpersonal dynamics with family members, um, which I think most of us can relate to, and you recognise that without without the insights that you gained into some of those loops playing out and doing things in a more contracted state or a more self-protective state or more of that survival mode that you would have probably had whole weeks of sitting in those feelings and just pushing through and just trying to get on with life. But Mm -hmm. you had the felt sense experience of moving through things in a day versus one to two weeks. I think that was how you put it to me is there yeah yeah what was that Absolutely. what was and that like yeah when you get to that stage it's unreal and i think often just learning to verbalize and and put words to my thoughts and my feelings mm. and go right okay well um what yeah what do i do with this do i let it ruin the rest of my day or my week um, and just being able to shift through those feelings a lot quicker or I guess not not even shift through them but just acknowledge how I was feeling rather than let the mind take over yeah, um, and go over and regurgitate things again and again. And, yeah, not only has it made a big impact in like myself but also um, with my son because when I was sitting with those those things for days and weeks and at times months it was naturally having an impact in the energy of the house and how quickly I was responding to my son's needs and um it's just meant for a far more pleasant life overall because yeah we're we're not sitting in that space longer than we need to yes yes and You've touched on a few things there. You've touched on the acknowledgement piece, which doesn't, which is something that I like to share with all of our, all of my clients. It's acknowledgement doesn't sound like a lot just on paper, but really pausing, dropping in with how you actually feel and acknowledging it is one of the ways that we remove the masks, the metaphorical masks that keep us in frozen, contracted states. When you started, you in that first call, you actually referenced wearing masks in order to basically self-support because you just you just weren't sure how else to move through the world and you were relying on other people's um, influence and on what decisions you made. And it was it was just it was all that you knew. So mm. would you be able to sh- share a little bit more about what masks you were wearing when you started and what it's been like to allow them to fall down over and over again because it's not just a one-off thing, but what mm-hmm. has that part of the one-to-one work been like for you? Yeah, I think when we started working together, you know, I'd been um, a solo parent for a good two years and I think with that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of admiration for um kind of my me and my life and and go oh you're so strong and so resilient and when you hear things like that enough 
you then start to kind of play up to it and act that mm-hmm. way and go, this is how I'm perceived yeah. and so this is what I need to um, need to be. So I put on the mask of strong and resilient and fine and I got through my day at work. I'd get through, um, you know, the bath bedtime routine and but with time it was just, it was emotionally exhausting and I was I was in survival mode I was putting one foot in front of the other and what that meant was that anything in addition to the essentials of life like catch-ups with friends and family on weekends as much as I love that and love spending time with them it it just wiped me out and I was I was yeah exhausted but fine. Like I'm strong. I'm feeling good. Her life's great. And that's the mask that we would put on. And I think over the six months, what you've taught me is that you can be strong and vulnerable in the one sentence. You can have Mm. both Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to then wear different masks and I can be capable, but also need support. And acknowledging those vulnerabilities and that it's okay and it's part of being human has actually given me more energy to put into social catch-ups and, um, you know, fun things with my son and, and that type of thing. And, and that has then led to me experiencing my life in a far different way to what I was six months ago, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Can you think back to how much energy it was taking to wear the metaphorical masks of fine and strong and resilient? Oh, massive amounts. Yeah, absolutely. And so much so that it it really affected my ability. So I used to, and this is something I missed for those those few years, I used to be able to... um, you know, say have a really hard time at a rough day at work or a, you know, crappy fight with a partner or a friend and and then put myself into a position where everyone around me was happy and I'd adapt that energy and it would change my my mood and um, I really loved that, that I was able not, yeah, I wouldn't stew on things and I'd be able to easily adapt and change my mood. And that changed and I think, for a long time I would be in a, a happy situation and I, I was happy to a degree but a lot of it was a mask of I'm fine, I'm having a great time, we're socialising with people we love, therefore we should be enjoying ourselves. But we'd come home at the end of that weekend and I'd be wiped out for the week and I'd be exhausted and um, then the day-to-day life was really mundane, trying to catch up onto that. Um, yeah, so it was, it used massive amounts of energy and yeah, now that I've got far better flow in, mm-hmm. in not even what mask I'm wearing, but just acknowledging how I'm feeling day to day, it, it yeah, savors energy that I don't need to expend on wearing a mask. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm hearing that roller coaster you know, six months ago, and we've acknowledged this multiple times because, well, I've said it to you multiple times because I just wanted to make sure that you really, really let it sink in that you were in survival mode for a very good reason. Mm -hmm. Um, All the conditions were, 
of your life and what life had thrown at you required survival mode for a while and really felt like you stepped forward into this process at the perfect time of being, I'm not willing to tolerate survival mode anymore. And that's where the more being in the more and the end universe can step in. So wearing those metaphorical masks was that roller coaster ride of like big expenditure with a big cost, a big mm. cost to how things would play out for the next three days, five days and beyond. You mentioned flow before. What does what does flow feel like to you and how has that enhanced your experience of your life? Oh, I think just touching on that survival mode, I think it's um yeah, important to say you're right. I was in survival mode for a reason. And thinking back, I have full admiration for that woman. Um and I would basically like work for me was probably what kept me sane and above board and how you know previous Shay got through those months and years I take my hat off to her Mm. and timing is so it just it it still blows my mind how things happen at a certain time Mm -hmm. and it's just meant to be and I think when we connected I was like okay acknowledge that I had been in survival mode I had done what I needed to do and now it it just didn't cut it and I wanted more. Mm-hmm. And from that, the yeah, the concept of flow, just trying to, I used to be very much like quite structured and going I need A plus B plus C and then it will all work out and life just doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, and like I think I remember, you know, when I opened my own physio clinic and I was like oh over the moon on cloud nine I'd had the best day fully booked day one great clients doing what I love and I came home and my son absolutely cracked the shits and I remember just sitting on the floor going mate today's a good day like we've got to be happy what and it just goes to show like yeah so yeah so every, I appreciate, learned to appreciate that every element of my life wasn't going to be aligned at the same time always. Yeah. And so from an energy perspective, just kind of being able to review or look at an overview of my life and go, okay, where does my energy need to be spent? Mm-hmm. And rather than trying to give my energy uh, equally to everything, just that concept of, all right, let's just duck over here and spend a bit more energy here mm, now. Mm, yep. Then give me more energy and more time for that later on. Um, and, yeah, I think for any, yeah, any parent can appreciate that. Um, any working woman can appreciate that, just that you can't give everything your all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But you can give your all to the things that are most important right in front of you. You can't give your all to everything, but if you can be selective and discerning, two of our favourite words, because they are what allow us to be really sovereign in our own life and in our own experience of our life, then I feel like that's one of the keys to that personal liberation piece, that personal freedom piece is... Mm. We can give our all, but we can't give our all to everything. Yes. Yeah. And not all, definitely not all all at the same time. Yeah. And when you tr- when you try, 
which we've all done at some stage, it just, it takes even more from yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There is so much to be said about the cost, the energetic, physical cost of stress, pressure, judgment, shame, guilt, pushing, 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 and just how it sucks the life out of anything that could be pleasurable or enjoyable or turned on. It just, if you... If you can curb that one, and that was part of the defrosting process, wasn't it? If you can curb that, then you start to get that flow. Then you start to be in your more and you start to feel juicy, even when you're doing mundane kind of things. That's what that's what I've learned from dropping all those shoulds and musts and oughts and have-tos and what would they think and how would they feel like how will they validate me when I do things that way? I really feel like there's so much power in that. When all of that can fall away in that defrosting process, then all the other things that we actually want, and to use your word desire, um, fabulous word, can actually come through. Yeah, absolutely. And the concept of turn-ons and um, that... Yeah, the day-to-day life that's usually quite mundane, when you learn how to introduce elements of turn on, mm-hmm. um, it it changes the day entirely. And um, you know, like it can break up the, the bath bed routine up greatly with a bit of a um dance party or <laughs> just and that's been something that's been really interesting is is bringing things back into my life that give me joy and turn on and just small, simple things that can just shake up uh, your thoughts and feelings in a moment and it just changes the, yeah, the course of the rest of the day or the week. Yeah, love it. Love it. The power of small things. It's what when you're a high-generating woman that's ambitious or, you know, on paper successful, there can be in that pursuit of what you want and those big visions and dreams, there can be so much or so many of the small things can be overlooked in favour of these big things. Mm. And what I've come to learn and what I know to be true is that when we value the small things, the small moments of abundance, the small moments of turn on, the small moments of surrender, the small moments of sovereignty, the small moments of everything you actually want, magnetism, all of the rest of it, then guess what? You can feel even more and more and more and more and more and the other things fall into place. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because it doesn't necessarily have to be a week-long retreat or um, something really significant and symbolic, like a big grand gesture. It's the small moments in your life where you take the power back and say actually even though I feel this way I know that it's part of it is a decision and I can decide to do something differently or respond differently and it's all those little moments that enhance our experience of our life rather than feeling bitter angry resentful mm. all these things that are very that are turn offs mm. yeah 
And then the a, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned you know being the victim or the the peacock, and only us having that decision oh. about making that decision about what we're <laughs> yeah. going to be. Yeah, and love it. That's, and it can be. I just think with the sim, the smallest of things, you're like, okay, well, I can bathe in self self pity and and poor me. Um, or I can actually make the most of this situation and and shift it and yeah be, yeah yeah be a beautiful huge, peacock huge yeah and Shay you've experienced significant grief in your life so for you to say that as someone that let's be honest like you could default to victim mode you could you've got you've got you've got proof that you could based on all of the things that have happened to you in your life but you haven't done that like you have. You have consciously every moment of this process stepped, not allowed, not allowed yourself to feel things, but it's never been. I've never once witnessed any flavor or any taste of victim mode. You've always got, and that's a mode. Being a victim is very different to victim mode. Um, You have always just, from what I've seen, paused, acknowledged it, let yourself feel it. And let yourself, let the feeling run its course and then chosen differently. And it's just been that really beautiful balance um, that feels like it's really been one of the big contributors to how effective it is to you moving through those feelings. Yeah. And that comes back to the word and. Mm. I think you can have experienced significant grief and have a wonderful life and a wonderful experience and yes. get happiness from um, day-to-day life. Yeah, and, and, and. So um, <laughs> maybe I should just make a meditation for everyone. It's just yeah. and, <laughs> and, and. I'll just say and for five minutes. It'll be like the most powerful meditation ever. <laughs> it's my new mantra. And, and. Yeah, I love it. Three and, little- and, yeah. Three little level letters, one word that we use a lot, but the context and the intentionality of how we use the word and is mm. a game changer. There are moments in life for the full stop. It's this, full stop, and there's moments in life for the even though I feel this way, blah, 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 right now, and I still want more, and I'm still open to feeling turned on, and I'm open to feeling supported and connected and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. So, yeah, I love that because life isn't just one thing. There are paradoxes. There are things that feel, you can feel things that feel conflicting. You can, it just, it just opens us up to the whole realm of experience rather than um, limiting how we feel, blocking ourselves from feeling more. Mm. <laughs> so, um, Shay, the support in the one-to-one process is pretty important, I'd say. What's your now that you've allowed yourself to be supported in this way, because you're fiercely independent, um, stepping into this process, fiercely independent. Um, now that you've been supported in this way, how will your experience of life be different? Oh, it's it's been a real game changer. And you probably will remember the first few months you had to keep reminding me, like, Shay, you know you've got the support messaging, mm. message me anytime. And even when you'd message, my response was very kind of superficial, like, yeah, great week. And then we'd 
catch up and you'd go, hang on a minute, why didn't you mention this? And I think that being fiercely independent made it really hard to take that support when it was offered. Um, But once I kind of got used to it and and utilised it, got it, it felt good. Oh, good. Yeah. And I think what I've learned is that it's really hard um, when you, I've got very supportive people in my life, but you're also very aware that those people have their own stuff going on. And often we turn to different people when we need different levels of support or support for different reasons. And so what I found was that I, I wasn't reaching out at all. And Therefore, it was just kind of building up. So acknowledging how useful that has been, I think moving forward is um, not only I've learnt, I guess, how to ask for support or, you know, put it out there, but also learning how to support myself when there are times mm-hmm. where you may not be able to talk to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. And this is where the like kind of the journaling has come into play massively in Mm -hmm. just being able to verbalize that and often when you get it out of you physically in the in the way of words it just shifts things massively yes yes and one memory that comes to mind is that weekend that you had maybe two months ago I want to say about two months ago at the time of recording this and you felt intense loneliness on a Saturday night but the way that it played out was so different. It's kind of like a mini, oh, it was a bathroom, a bit of a bathroom store moment for you of feeling this intense loneliness on a Saturday night in lockdown as a solo parent, not having seen people for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you moved through it really differently. What's What's one thing that helped you move through that differently as opposed to without being supported the previous three or four months before then? I think because I reached out to you at that time and I said, you know, I'm just at that moment, I just let myself feel it and mm-hmm. go, you can't you can't avoid negative feelings in life and negative times. Um, but kind of voicing that and your reassurance that we'll just think how sweet it's going to be yeah. <laughs> when you are connected again with family and friends. And even though the external situations of lockdown didn't change, within a couple of days, it just that rebound from that moment was just mm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, I think now that, you know, Victoria is at long last coming out of lockdown, had I not have experienced that intense loneliness, the cuddles with my nieces and nephews and family in two weeks would not have felt as good as they are going to. Like, Mm. so it's kind of learning that every downfall, there's positives to it and um, which is really hard to sit with at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But just, I guess, yeah, literally just verbalising it to you made a big difference. It was, okay, well, this is how I'm feeling and getting some support at the time to go, right, well, try this um, and move through it again rather than sitting in that space for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, yeah, you verbalised, you expressed and 
that makes all the difference. And you can, and you've referenced several mediums there. I think the journaling's more come into it more recently, but at the time it was in a message. Just saying something is just like taking you out of that pressure cooker of I'm in this feeling it's shit and I'm the only one and like I'm in this tense like deep dark place and all the things that we can feel and experience and think as humans when we feel intensely alone. So the reach out um, is a really important part of this work and any work that I try to access because I know that in the moments if you say something, it's just that instant, it doesn't have to be really big, um, might not take the weight of the world off your shoulders, but it just gives you that relief that you've connected and something is out of you rather than stewing inside of you. Mm. Absolutely. And there's been a few times when, yeah, I've sent you a voice message going, so this has happened, this is how I'm feeling. I kind of, and initially I was quite surprised when I wasn't feeling as negative as I thought I should. And I'm like, what am I missing here? And just that reassurance from somebody that's obviously gotten to know me very well to go, no, no, Shay, like you're not feeling what you think you should be feeling because you've actually processed this and worked through this. And um yeah but just kind of verbalizing it out loud and often I'll kind of solve my own problem or answer my own question but just having that sounding board Mm. to yeah vent to and um help you through it is yeah yeah so so invaluable yeah now I'll be honest working with me is not it's an investment. It's an investment in yourself. I'm very transparent about that with people um, and on the podcast. What was it like for you to invest in yourself at the level that you did when you started? Like it all be completely honest. What was it like for you for me to quote the investment to say yes to yourself? And I'd love to know, do you feel like it was what kind of, does it feel like it was a good investment? A hundred percent, yes. (laughs) And at the time I said to you, this is the first thing I've done for myself to merely benefit myself and as a flow and effect it's benefited um, those close to me. But that was the first thing I did for myself in years. And initially like the financial investment, you know, you go, am I worth this? And, And within you know probably six weeks I thought bloody oath I am like this is <laughs> be life-changing but when we had the connection call and you ran through the the process and the cost and all of that the thing that had me going oh can I really do this was the time investment yeah you were do- yeah you were different I remember that yeah you're like and oh. I was like <laughs> a call once a fortnight like I can't even find time to you know like catch up with coffee for a friend like how am I going to do this and you you were like basically didn't give me an option you're like okay what's going to work for you let's do this mm, um, yeah and now it's just yeah it I can't believe it. I ever thought that was going to be an issue. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think not not letting um, your logical brain take over too much in those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, said, I just went with my gut. There was nothing to Good. tell me that it was going to pay off or be worth my while. But it was just something that said, "Do this and do this now." 
Yes, yes. Yeah. I love that. It is a yeah. soul decision and I'm always looking for one thing on the connection call and that is for women to say that they're excited. Like the first thing I ask is how do you feel about this call and it's excited and you're one of the women that said excited and I actually know it's like my big green light, everything is going to work out because that's the soul speaking about the level of preparedness. It's just ripe for this kind of process. So, um, yeah, I love that you brought up the time objection because you're one of the few people that's, yeah, that's brought up. But when I heard what your life is, I was like, fair enough. And I was like, I will, I will bend and move mountains for you to be able to access this. I was like, I couldn't not, I was like, there's no way I will create a special time. (laughs) No way am I going to let you get away with the time objection. And now you've integrated it. Interestingly enough, life has changed and you've just been able to integrate it into your day yeah, like quite yeah. seamlessly. So Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you needed it at a special time, a special select time, and then yeah, you've just you've just integrated it. So it's really beautiful. Yeah, um, you've allowed yourself to do that. Um, Shay, last question for you: Has this work flowed into your beautiful business? A hundred and ten percent. Yep, without without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I think, um, as I mentioned before, work for me was a real outlet and one of the things that got me through some very challenging times. And I think now, like, I've always been quite proud of the energy that I bring into my um, clinic room and with clients. And that has, it is, it's now not a, it's not a chore. It's not something that I'm like putting a mask on, trying Mm -hmm. to act a certain way. It's just coming naturally. And um, I think just from an energetic point of view, it's really changing with how I interact with clients um, and having a beautiful flow on effect. And like we've discussed, I think how you connect with clients shifts the outcome that you're going to get from your treatment. Um, And so it's just, yeah, the timing of this has just been so incredible um, because I hadn't opened the clinic as yet, I don't think, when we first started. And um, it was good. You had a good, you had a good six to six weeks, two months of the process before you opened up. So it all just lined up really beautifully that you did that defrosting process. Yes. Um, around yeah. that time your clinic opened up and you're really warming up. Well, you were, you were getting real hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just from, you know, like a lot of us health professionals, we don't a lot of the time kind of wreak self-confidence and um, we're all about caring for other people. Mm-hmm. And to actually come into this process of setting up my own clinic going, yeah, I've worked really hard to be in this position I deserve this and this is going to be great and put my trust out into the universe that it was going to pay off um and the risk was worthwhile um and yeah as any clinician like the outcomes of your clients are yeah really all that you can base your success off so Mm. yeah I'm really really um happy yes yeah yes Okay, maybe this episode should be the secrets of happiness. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're still discussing our title. <laughs> um, okay, Shay, I just adore you. I have, I am, I have loved working with you. Absolutely loved working with you. You are a dream boat client, someone that I was calling in at the time that I decided to do the more masterclass, and it just felt so incredible that you came through from that. And I, how should I put it? I'm. I am a little bit sad that we're going to be finishing up, but I also end. <laughs> I also trust that there's something else in store in the next year and beyond, and there'll be other ways that we can connect and work together. So even though things are wrapping up, I know that this isn't goodbye forever, and that makes me very happy. <laughs> so um, thank you so so much for being such a dream boat client and for being so responsive and receptive. Um, you deserve everything amazing that comes to you. I could gush about you all day, um, but I know that you've got things to do. Could you just share with everyone where we can find you online? Absolutely. Before I do, I just obviously, Lauren, like to thank you. It has been so incredible And a bit of advice that you gave to me that I'm going to share with anyone listening that's sitting on the fence um, is with when I was trying to make a big decision, you said to me, well, what are you going to risk by doing this versus what are you going to risk by not? And the the risk of regret Mm. um, is something that I, I no longer will be willing to take ever. So it's, it's been literally life changing and I, yeah. I owe it all to you. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Shay. Thank um, you. And my business thanks you. So my beautiful <laughs> business is Female First Physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at Female First Physio on Instagram um, and I'm based in Kilmore in regional Victoria. Yes, worth travelling for, for anyone that is in Victoria. And Shay, will put all of your most important links in the show notes as well so that people can follow you and access your most beautifully aligned energetic physio services for women. So anyone who sees Shay, the work is in her and um, I just know that your power and your magic are going to spread you know, well beyond your clients. So I'm so excited for you. Thank you for your beautiful words of affirmation. You know that that's my love language. And um, I really want to echo, yeah, I I would rather live, I personally would rather live with, rather find out, like take the risk and find out than live with regret. I just don't think there's anything worse. And I have a feeling that I attract women that feel the same (laughs) way, whether they know it or not. It's just like regret is such a burden. I would rather... I would rather, you know, quote unquote, waste money or, you know, have a learning experience because that's what it usually is than mm. um, live with the what if that is what causes the really burning pain for women and blocks women from their turn on. So thank you so much for that, mm. um, for sharing that with us and um, for joining us today. Thanks, Shay. Thanks, Lauren. If you want to feel, experience, and embody your ultimate sovereignty just like Julia, and you're at the point of declaring that nothing is going to hold you back, that you're fully committed to making it happen for yourself, then I have good news for you. Places are now open for you to be fully supported in my six-month one-to-one process. You, me, 
and six months so you can be seen, heard, and understood to become the truly exceptional woman you know that you are, but you just haven't accessed yet. To apply, go to laurenwhite.com.au slash sessions where you'll know exactly what to do next to take this turned on step for yourself. 